Welcome to the Fatty Z Musky Podcast. I'm Andy. Joining the phone, we have Vance. Hi, Vance. Good afternoon. Vance is uh, broadcasting from the front seat of his car in the garage. That's true. Um, we have Todd. Hi, Todd. I'm here. Shoot him in the leg, boys. And Todd is broadcasting from your couch. Yeah. Bed, actually. I mean... Todd is it's in, like in, in bad disrepair. In what happened? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've had back problems for 30 years now, and every once in a while it goes out, and it went out a couple of days ago. Not much I can do about it. Except... Wait till everything settles down in there, you know, bulging discs and stuff. And it's been a while. It's been since 17 since anything happened, but now I am out of commission. Except you're muscling through to put out the world's greatest podcast. I am. I am. How do you feel as a father to be passing down those genetics to your daughter? Yeah. My wife doesn't have any problems, so. I always thought, I always think about that. Now that I have a little one, I'm like, damn, I'm pretty bad at that. This hurts. Yeah. I got a bad back. I get what what you do, do, you know, the sports and the jobs I had crawling in those silos and building bleachers, some of the odd stuff I did, that was always hard on your back. And I just think, yeah, you probably have a little bit of, you know. It's probably not so much genetic as it is decision-making. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both, but. Oh yeah. You can't can't just not, you can't just not have fun when you're young. You know, you can't not live in a bubble. If we do get there, if we, we live a full life and we're decrepit by the end of it, we've done it right, I think. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. To me, I think... That I, what's that, The only thing I ever canceled, it said the only time I ever had to cancel some trips, my back... I happened. remember it blew out, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, up in... Uh, well, that was just a couple... Of, this was a long time ago when I first started. I picked up my t- that tackle box and just went to set it from one side of the front of the bow to the other. And when I did that, I turned and it went out. I lights up, out. Yeah, I was lights out. I had to cancel about a week trips, you know. I feel bad, but what do you do? I couldn't I think, Didn't Wasn't your daughter around? Like, wasn't, I feel like she was like a baby almost, or was that well, a second that, time? That was a second time, yeah. Okay. The other one was and you were like, like laying on the ground like, can't do yeah. anything she's like what no. the hell's going on dad Amish guys helped me get up into the uh they laid me in the bed of my truck <laughs> yeah my daughter's trying to go look at horses yeah when it happens <laughs> it happened to me the first time like a true back going out story i was enraged i was 30 i had just stepped in dog shit and I went and like leaned over to clean it up, and yeah. then it, it was just lights out, yeah, seeing yeah. stars. It was like I got knocked out. I was like, "What the heck is going on?" And I also can't move. What? What is yeah. this? <laughs> Sounds like those pugs are pretty dangerous. They're dangerous. They're not big crap, so they like you know sneak up on you when you step in them. And I assume that a, this was in your house. It was in the house, and it was a barefoot step, so it, it got me, like, to next-level irritated. But and the then, joke was so, on you, because you became 
paralyzed. Well, I became like paralyzed, and when I came to, my eyes are like getting unblurry. I'm blinking a little bit, and I've got the the vision of the floor, you know. And then there's just the poop right there, and I'm like, ah, you know, I fall and pass out right next to it. It would have been like, <laughs> it would have been like a bullseye for the dog, had you face planted right into it and passed out, and you wake up, it's like smeared your nose and cheek and a little bit in your lip. <laughs> Well, um, that's that's graphic, but I mean, I think it it got me good enough. <laughs> Any other yeah. embarrassing stories you want to talk about? <laughs> no, I'm just trying. I'm trying to help Todd out to bring his spirit up. Yeah. Jesus Christ, oh. Andy! You well, well, know what it's like to be a good friend. Well, I, okay, <laughs> I was leading that into the hunting season, but okay. <laughs> Any other embarrassing stories you want to talk about? Well, yes, there is. This hunting season, as a matter of fact. <laughs> the time goes on every time. It takes a little longer, though. You know, I don't know how long this is going to go on. How long you're going to be out for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take Andy's advice. Just double the dose of everything. It, it was actually triple that. That was, it, it, it was. It a, was triple of attending a funeral. <laughs> well, it does I'll ease be, the pain. I'll probably feel good. <laughs> You'll feel great. You'll be yeah. like, I'm. Who needs to move when you're floating? <laughs> Why am I going through the ceiling? <laughs> I'm floating down the hall. I think it, Andy, like maybe. Well, Andy gets a hernia like pretty much every. Hey, it's repaired. Quarter. It's repaired. Kidney stones. Well, whatever stuff. Stuff happens like the same time of year all those years, and he like busted out this crazy bottle of Tylenol. It might have been like as old as his his uh, firstborn, and he like did. You literally did almost triple the dose. <laughs> It's Tylenol, though. Like the coroner's there, they're like, we've seen a lot of this. People taking 600 milligrams of Tylenol. Dang this over the counter. You took took way more than it, I think. Uh, Because they were like Tylenol extra strengths. I don't even. I don't even. Milligrams of pill. And you were were like, yeah, I took like five of these. I was like, that's... you're, My God, if ex, if expiration dates are true, I hope it rings true right now because that is bad, brother. You're going to have an ulcer on top of this. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. It's so. Anything else personal we want to talk about yeah. before we get <laughs> Before we do the plugs, just to show just how good we are. That's good. All right. This show is brought to you by Fat AZ Muskie products. FatAZMuskie.com. It's the website. Check out our social media. Um, Let's see. What is that? Facebook and Instagram. Just search us if you haven't already. We're going on like six and a half years of this stuff. So I'm pretty sure you guys have heard this whole spiel. Uh, boat set up, same deal. Hit me up if you have any questions. It's a great time now. We're not terribly busy with, uh, you know, doing a lot of rod holder uh, order fulfillments. But, you know, it's it's nice. You know, holidays are starting to wind down. You want to, you know, maybe upgrade or update or do something a little bit different, have some ideas. Uh, feel free to hit me up and we can chat about it. And uh, 
online for the baits. You can uh, look up Team Rhino Outdoors or Muskie Tackle online. Team Rhino has some exclusive colors. I want to say primarily exclusive colors with some standard colors. Muskie Tackle online has standard colors. Uh, both great places to buy. I'm not exactly sure their inventory. Uh, I, I'm going to venture a guess and say it's better than ours. And ours is uh, zero in standard colors. So um, let's see. Going on from there, I'm going to let Todd talk about Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mfishandguides.com. Uh, get a hold of us. We're going to be fishing perhaps starting April, May here in Pennsylvania and then Chautauqua Lake all summer long spring or summer and fall so uh uh there's some times of the year my books are pretty full but still got openings for the summer and some fall openings still uh going to be doing some evening charters so if you know when you're coming up get a hold of us sooner rather than later so we can get you in and get you on the books we'll do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish one way or the other right on and if you come fishing with us you'll be fishing out of two new ranger boats um Fingers crossed always on that, but uh, two new Ranger boats. I actually, when I drop my boat off, Todd's is in. I know that. It is in the vicinity, uh, but it was like it, in the back, you know, cut, tarped still. Oh, so they, okay. were, they, they weren't like working on it. Um, and of course, Vix is closed this time, time of year. They take a family uh, vacation this time of year, but Todd's is in. Mine is supposed to be in in January. Um, shout out to Vix for sponsoring Muddy Creek in the show. Shout out to Ranger Boats for sponsoring Muddy Creek in the show. Um, get a hold of Vix for your boating needs. They're taking orders now. Um, and the boats are coming in. I'm actually quite surprised uh, at the delivery dates um, with everything that's gone on. And uh, it's not like Todd and I are front lined with it you know we get put in the same line when the when the order is when the order is in so i mean that turnaround's pretty quick for uh this pandemic era so check them out and um also shout out to saint croix rods best rods on earth if you could find them get a hold of them um because those are also hard to get in i'm sure todd and i will have a difficulty getting any rods this year still so um but check them out we used them all season long um and i also want to bring up uh just quickly the new york muskie show um that is happening april 9th and 10th in mayville new york at the mayville suites uh it's a new show it's late in the year um but there's a lot of people going to this show a lot of heavy hitting bait makers. Um, sounds like it has potential to be a musky max uh, as well, just on par with, with how good that show is. Um, so some people are bored in April. They're not fishing yet. The New York musky show, April 9th and 10th at the Mayville suites. Ah, Chautauqua Chautauqua Lake. The Chautauqua Inns and Suites is the best. Yeah. But... Chautauqua Inns and Suites. Well, yeah. it's changed. Who knows what it is now, but Chautauqua Inn and Suites. Look that up on the internet. Um, we'll be attending that as well. And uh, Andy, take it away with the rest. Okay, so <clears throat> I've already mentioned about um, 
boat setups. You know, now's a great time, you know, for the rod holders and stuff. But if your floor is in need of attention, may I suggest, put a little bug in your ear, to uh, look up Aquatraction. Um, <clears throat> if you're wondering what Aquatraction is, which I've talked about it for nearly a year now, it is a foam flooring. It is not carpet. It's not vinyl. It's a foam. This foam is... It's a closed cell polyethylene. It's 100% crosslink. So some crazy words going on there. More or less, it's not going to absorb water. And it's, I don't know, I'm going to say about a quarter inch thick or so. And it comes in a whole rainbow of colors. There's top colors, bottom colors. When, they, when they're doing like the different patterns in it, you're going to see a bottom color that's different than the top and vice versa. And it's some really cool stuff. I mean, I've seen a lot of it on Facebook, just perusing through just normal fishing stuff. Um, beautiful looking. It has a great warranty. It's a hundred percent stain resistance. It doesn't shrink. There's no peeling. It is made to your boat. So if this is something you're looking at, you know, or possibly considering, um, and you're in our area, <clears throat> you know, like Northwest Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania, Eastern Ohio, uh, look up Nick at AMF Marine. Uh, his email is nick at amfmarine.com or amfmarine is his website. He was the guy who uh, measured my boat, got me all set up. Same thing with Vance last year. Uh, some top-notch stuff. I know I joke I don't use my boat that much, but when I did, it was extremely nice. A huge upgrade over my old carpet flooring. So... Um, Check that out, or you know, you might be able to find an aqua traction dealer uh, in your neck of woods should you be somewhat further away than what you want to drive to uh, AMF Marine. And then <clears throat> another show announcement. Uh, huge supporter of this show, and we like supporting them. We've worked together. Uh, it's the Muskie Max Plus. That's down in Cannonsburg at Prince Scape Arena. That's March 5th and 6th, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Saturday is going to be open nine to five and that nine o'clock hour is usually a really busy one. People lined up. It's crazy. It's like a concert. And, uh, Sundays, Sundays are, you know, obviously slower, but man, Sundays at the Muskie Max rock compared to other venues, uh, the Muskie, uh, show seasons, but great, great turnout, great people. Um, they're always keeping stuff lively. They got music playing. They got giveaways, spots for the kids. There's good restaurants close close to it. Uh, People are drunk. Not me. I'm I'm responsible. (laughs) People are waving guns in parking lots. Yes. Only one, and that person was drunk. We were safe all night. (laughs) We got through it. Someone had to drive their truck while they were. uh, That's old, but whatever. Um, that's what, that's what happens when you're a good friend, Andy. Oh, okay. But I'm a bad friend now. No, I'm just saying (laughs) these are all things you have to do. You have to sometimes help the others out. Thank you. I'll take note. (laughs) Sunday, 10 AM to 3 PM. I suggest don't wait till 3 PM because it's usually pretty slow. Um, yeah. But anyways, uh, Leopardi's do a great job. And, you know, you probably, if you're on social media, you've probably seen recently 
uh, uh, Sean and Todd recently lost uh, their father, and uh, I, I, I. I wouldn't know his name, but I would recognize him, and I would always see him at the shows. So it's kind of a sad thing that happened here just this week. Definitely a sad thing. He was always as, he's as nice as the Leah parties. He was always a, a uh, smiling face at their booth. So God bless him. Yeah, so. I'm sure Todd ran. Did you ever hunt with him, Todd? Uh, I never hunted with him. We fished. You know, we always used to go to Canada, the same place. So, you know, we'd hang out to... Yeah, I've spent a lot of time with him. They used to do some hunting right near where I do, you know, turkey hunting. He was big into that, but he was getting up there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never, never a good thing, but, you no, know, it sucks. Dead. But it doesn't suck. The Muskie Max is a, a wonderful place. That's one thing that doesn't suck. We're excited about that show probably, uh, there is something that gets us up out of the seats. It's it's that show. And there is something in the works for us to, since show season is back, for us to have something special on that Sunday. We won't announce it quite yet, um, but we are uh, working on something that'll make it worth your while to come in the doors on Sunday on air in Pittsburgh. And, you know, both of the show announcements that we just did are also, we're, we're hoping, but... Then there's just no guarantee anymore that stuff's gonna happen. But yeah, yeah. you never know. I mean, we were uh, the at the turn of the year we were g- gonna do um, the Cleveland boat show, you know, and it it got canceled. And that's in uh, Cleveland. It's a, at the airport. Okay, I, so that that got pushed off. I don't. Who knows what's gonna happen? You know. Just so stinks. optimistically, one, one right now, the one that the, the one they they were going to have here shortly. Oh yes, yeah, they got they got pushed back. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So those are obviously giant, a, a lot bigger crowds than the little musky shows. But you know, you never know. We'll just stay positive. Hopefully, they happen. Or stay negative. Do you get that? That was a joke. There you go. I like it. <laughs> stay negative, yes. You're saying stay positive, and I'm over here trying to be positive by saying stay negative. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. Good stuff. Yeah, that, that was a good joke because it's relevant. Yes. Okay. Enough of uh, me praising myself. All right. Let's uh, let's kind of do like our deer season wrap-up thing. It's It's kind of kind of slightly removed later than what we normally do but yes you know it, it it was you know gosh what was it it was oh my gosh was it like three weeks ago that that we had our doe day probably yeah probably. yeah 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 because we had that that show yeah. last the last show we did would have been the normal wrap yeah. up but we that's just how it fit in we had one right before it, yeah yeah, I mean, so like if we kind of go chronological order on this, um, I want to think that the next the next family member to shoot was someone in Todd's family. Isn't that true? Yeah, yeah, we already talked about your archery buck, and then I got back home here early November, and uh, much nicer weather than the few days we got to hunt in early October, where it was about seventy five degrees and about ninety in the stands. Uh, 
in the blinds. But yeah, I got to take my daughter out. We went numerous times, probably had a couple close encounters. So a close encounter with a real small buck that we didn't take the shot at. And then uh, one night it all came together. Yeah. We had a nice, uh, well, small, small nine, nine point came down. Some does were in the field. They came down and worked their way out. Uh, I'm, I, I was sitting there with the rangefinder and uh, 30, 32 yards. And my daughter, we shot a lot of, we shot a lot of arrows out of that thing, but she's really concerned about like wounding one, you know, and I kept telling her, you know, you got to make sure you hit back a little bit behind that shoulder, not like with a gun, you know, cause you, that, that's when it can ricochet or deflect or something. And so she was, she was actually a little nervous and she looked, she said, I don't know, dad, I don't want to wound it. And I was like, Kara, this is it, man. You're knocking wide open field, 32 yards away, put that 30 yard pin right where we practice and do it. And she, she did it. Perfect shot. Passed through. Deer took off running. We went, we waited a little bit, but I heard it go down. It ran up, uh, up on, it, it sort of ran out of the field into the woods and there were some leaves on some of the, like the beach brush and the, I, I couldn't see it, but it got very quiet there. And then the two does it was with came running back down out and the buck wasn't there. And I, but, uh, just to be cautious, it took everything back and, uh, yeah, she was pumped really neat to get him with a bow. It's so much different, you know, it's so much different hunting that way than when you're gun hunting, you know, when you're gun hunting, I mean, you get some close encounters if you don't shoot, but when you, I mean, we, we had nights, there were deer eating the grass around our blind, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. I thought they their head in and to get those deer that close, you know, 30 yards, just a lot different. She shot last year, 200 yards away, you know, um, so it, it, you're it, a little bit more uh, removed when they're that far. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think, yeah, you can get them do it. And you you really don't know how many points it had. You don't know much about it, but, uh, you know, these, the, it, it, it's neat and it does get your heart going. You know, I get, I said it last time I get, I get more excited. I called my buddy Denny cause he, he, owns, he leases the land and he can, he'll drive his truck back. Cause we walk a good ways to get there where there's an area you can just drive along the edge and, uh, he was in the air, so I called him and, you know, told him. And he's like, do you think she got it? I said, it was a perfect shot. I, I can't even fathom she didn't. But uh, so we, we, we got her hold out of there. But, yeah, it's really neat when they're close like that. I mean, I get way more excited. When I called him, I could hardly even talk to him, you know. I was just uh, so pumped up. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. just, it's great. It's great. Andy, you'll get to do that here. Well, well he's up and coming and well, advance you to. My daughter already has a confirmed kill, but it's not of a white tail. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> so we, depending on the time, I may or may not talk about it. But yeah, it yeah. it was. Uh, I'll give a little. That's teaser. what you do it for. Yeah, yeah it's that, a, that energy that Todd's uh, expressing. That's what you do it for. Yeah, it's. it's do you get more pumped up. Do you get more pumped up. I mean, obviously, I know the answer, but you get more pumped up for when your daughter does it. You're looking when you're watching it, and you see it go down, rather than you shooting one. Me? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get like. Right. I, well, about two days before that, I got to I got a nice big gobbler uh, in a fall turkey hunting. I went out to one morning when she was at work, and we were going deer hunting that night. And, I get pumped up when I'm doing that, when they're answering you coming in. That's mm-hmm. I, I get excited doing that, but not as much as when she's 
when she's shooting, you know, there's that nervousness. It's out of my control. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're just a spectator at that point. I'm a spectator. I'm running the range finder and I'm telling her, put it on there. I don't know what she's looking at through the scope, but so far so good. Three bullet got a, her first buck. The shotgun took her turkey and then that's a three bullet and then a crossbow. So she's holding it where she needs to. I can tell you that. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. There's yeah, a lot was, of stuff when when you're yeah. coaching a, a you know someone other than yourself that in your head is just like shoot shoot why aren't you shooting this, oh, oh crap it moved come on why and and you, and you start like that thing would have been dead what's going on and and but you know it's yeah there yeah. it's it's different when you've done it so long. Oh my, I did it with my, I, both of my nephews got their first year with me and it was that way, you know, like, okay, Trevor, do it. Okay, Trevor, do it. Okay, Trevor, it's right there. Do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, Trevor, you got to shoot. It's going to run, you know, and he shot and he got it. But, you know, it was like some of the deer. The anxiety right leading up to it yeah. of just like every tick of the second is like, why is it still standing here? What what are what are you you going to do this or do you want me to do it? Yeah, yeah. And and we had an encounter with a small buck one, maybe a little four point. Came down, came out into the field and too far away, about 60 yards. And then it just made like this it started jogging. It jogged up past us probably 35 yards away. Uh, and I looked at her and I I made a little noise, a little grunt noise and the deer stopped. And like looked over its shoulder, like behind it, and you know stopped there for two seconds, and then it just, boom, and it was gone out of the field. And and Kara was just sitting there, you know what I mean. And once again, like if I wanted that deer, if you wanted that deer, it was over, you know. But she, you know, it 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 was. I was like, honey, didn't you want to shoot? She said, well, yeah, but you know, <laughs> so, sometimes you need them to pose a little longer with the kids, you know. Yeah, and it's just you got. Double the amount of people, double the noise, sometimes triple yeah. the noise, and you're just like, "How many more opportunities are we gonna have?" <laughs> I know, I know. That was like my first hunting experience. Yeah, you're freezing to death, but bo- everything borrowed, <laughs> and there it is, yeah. standing there for like a minute. Yeah, but you just don't know, you know. Especially when I got into it, where you have like this conscience. It's saying shoot or not shoot. You know, with a kid, it's a little bit different. Um, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I just lived that one. When did I shoot my first one? 15? 2015, I think. I think it was. Yeah. So that's not, not long ago. No. She's a better hunter than me. That's for damn sure. <laughs> She's had some good opportunities. <laughs> yeah. So better than the I had, we'll put it that way. <laughs> it is, it is different. I mean, I'm kind of was on the tail end when I started hunting of like what, you know, depending on who you ask was, was what Todd mostly grew up with three day doe season, two week buck season, you know, and you know, you'd see, um, you know, a million deer and you shoot the first thing with antlers kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different 
you know, now it's, you know, I, I, I look at, you know, you know, you, you go back 1997, you're like, you saw a buck. You're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Now it's like, yeah, there were seven in the food plot. I just, not, not the one I, I wanted want. to come out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But yeah, so that, that was good stuff. And then, um, you know, as we kind of march along the timeline, uh, I I had an opportunity to hunt New York some a little bit, and uh, I did two archery sits up there. Uh, gosh, what was it? It was probably after Kara had shot her buck. So this is this is in chronological order. Um, you know, not nothing really super eventful. The first sit, the second sit, it was would have been the last day of archery. Was it the no? trying to remember what it was i don't know what <clears throat> i'm I, I don't know what day it is because everything's running together but anyways my last sit somewhere around the 14th i can't even tell you right now i could probably look in my phone and, and pull up a, pull up a date from some photos that i took but it was crazy one of the one of the few times in my life that it was just pandemonium with bucks and does and chasing and I don't know which way to turn and all over twisting around. You go from decent weather to you can't see snow weather to it got cleared up again. And just, it it was an experience. And I, I, I did some stuff that I I've never, I've never really had any success with. I, I did come in, uh, for a brief, you know, uh, kind of a change of change of some stuff midday. So I sat in the morning and, you know, basically I, I'm not going to rehash all the experiences, but I, I saw like 12 bucks that day. God knows how many dough I had three shooters up where I'm hunting that I'm like, I would, I'd probably shoot these three. I saw two of them guaranteed and probably the third one. And you might say, well, can't you identify it? Well, yeah. When I see one, big rack buck running to my left. And I knew that there was one chasing a doe to my right. And I'm splitting between looking both ways. I didn't quite identify. Cause like I said, it was just, I, you just couldn't know. You didn't know which way was up. It was insane. Um, I did. So I talked about that little break that I had, uh, my one buddy, he dropped off a, a, when I told him all of this, you know, I was texting him as stuff was happening he says, do you ever do a decoy? I'm like, I've never, I've never decoyed a deer. Like I screwed around with one once and it was a giant pain. Uh, cause you're lugging like this big fake plastic deer around. Um, he's like, I'll drop one off and, you know, put it out there and see what can happen. Cause I'm on a giant field edge. It's like my only spot to be up here. Anyways, I go and put this thing out halfway up, you know, I, have, I don't know, 20 yards out in front of me, 25 yards out in front of me. I put one antler in it cause that's what I see everyone on TV do. So that's what I did. I didn't want it to be too intimidating. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there and, you know, <laughs> the snow was coming from like the South. And like, at one point I could see like half the deer. <laughs> that, that was the day that I was out on the water with Blaine and he caught that big fish. It very well could and have I, been. It was. And then I, and it was, it was disgusting weather. It it was yeah it was changing every hour. Mm-hmm. It was wind was coming in from everywhere. The bimini was fogged up, so I'm sure the blind you were in was 
you had to be choosy on what window you were going to look out of. Just very nasty, nasty weather. Yeah, it, it was but big. Big things were happening that day. Yeah, it was. Apparently, it was nuts. So, anyways, I set up this this thing, and you know, I'm kind of looking around, and you know, some time goes by. It's not, I'm not like calling or nothing. I just got a big plastic deer out in the field, and I just happened to look to my south, which is the nine o'clock window, and I'm like, holy crap, there's a buck standing there, like rifle range, but not archery equipment range, and this thing's like keyed in on this plastic deer i'm like holy crap you know and i'm watching i'm like it's gonna get close so i whip out the phone and i start filming and it and it goes from like my nine o'clock to like 11 o'clock and it starts getting closer its ears are pinned back it, it, it was it was a beautiful eight point it wasn't one that i would want to shoot right now but it was you know, like a real nice representation of like a two and a half year old. If, if people can kind of put a rack size on it and just perfect. And this thing's coming in, like, I'm going to kick your butt and it gets close. I mean, I'm, I'm filming this. I'm like, if this was a giant deer, what would I want to do? Would I want to be filming this with my phone or picking up the bow? Because these windows are closed and it's really cozy in here. I have the heater going. I mean, I'm roughing it. And I got like two to two and a half minutes of this deer coming in. He kind of does like that very vaguely, but like that stiff-legged sideways walk, that crab walk that they do. And I'm like, come on, crush this thing. I want this thing to get crushed. And he finally figured out something something wasn't right, and he split. And uh, But some cool stuff about it, like I was saying, it was like a kind of a south-southwest wind. That deer was on the south side of this deer. He worked his way far away around and got upwind of it. And when he finally got like straight into its wind, he's kind of like, holy crap, this, this ain't right. And, th- and that's when, you know, when he kind of split. But I mean, I could have shot him all day long. But my first real ever positive experience running a decoy, um, kind of neat. Then I had to haul that thing out of there. And uh, that sucked. I should have just thrown it in the weeds and came back with the four-wheeler, but I carried it out. <laughs> this thing, like the, the head and the legs pop off and fit inside the body. So I'm carrying like essentially this, I don't know, three and a half foot long, 20 inch diameter hollow deer body that's clinking and making all the plastic noise internally from the legs. And uh, anyway, surprise, there's not an easier way to do that. Yeah, or you haven't thought of it yet. Uh, let's just say this. I'm not going to put any thought into it. If I need a decoy, I know who I can borrow it from. Um, it was, it was just a, a neat thing. It rises. Press a button and it, and it rises like uh, the sheep or goat on Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's just, just going to teleport. I'll invent teleportation <laughs> so I don't have to carry things to my really no, nice... No, remember, that they're like, they in that movie, it like rose up the ground level, like out of a underground container right was just sitting there with a chain on it you could do that i could if i wanted it in the same spot all the time but it's uh i don't know that that was kind of a neat thing that i thought was you know something worthy of documenting through digital media um i remember you sending that picture to me because it was such crappy conditions and i was out in the uh in in the boat and I was like, that's a nice one. <laughs> yeah. 
I sent you the You're picture like of the decoy. decoy. Yeah, yeah th- there was no other deer like there. Them. It was just the decoy. <laughs> I just looked at it quickly because I was like battling the same conditions. Nice half rack. That's what I said. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I should probably clear this up before it goes any further. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I'm such a terrible hunter. Anyway, but, back. To- <laughs> anyways, so then. Uh, then it ended up being because I shot my buck so early, I had a lot of free time for, you know, for hunting and having options and stuff like that. Then it turned into the opening day of uh, New York rifle season, as they call it, the regular season, which still throws me off a little bit. Um, not a whole heck of a lot happened there. That was a long sit that day. Nothing like nothing like the week before or whenever, whatever day that was. And... uh you know, that that was whatever. So the opener, let's just say, was on a Saturday. And then we're heading into Thanksgiving. And that's when I, you know, I, I looked. I'm like, hey, we got some weather coming in, this and that. I, I busted out a half a day of work early on Wednesday. And I think Thursday was Thanksgiving. I uh, went up there and, you know, my only stand that I have. Get cozy in there and settle in. And, you know, I, I had a a, a big poorly producing food plot, uh, that I was hunting over. And when I say big, I'm talking to the tune of 10 acres that I planted in the summer. And it's just, the ground needs a lot of work, but I planted it. Stuff was kind of growing and, uh, I had low expectations anyway. And, um, you know, the, the deer didn't really seem to care too much. They were in there. I saw a ton of deer. I saw like three bucks that night. Um, I had over 30 doe, you know, coming through at, at different times. And like at one point I had, so my 12 o'clock window looks straight West. So to the North, which would be my right. Um, I had 15 doe down there and we're anywhere between 150 and 250 yards. And then if I look out the nine o'clock window to the South, I had 10 deer. They were closer to me at one point, but at, at this very moment, they were probably three, 400 yards away, 10 deer there. I'm like, wow, I got 25 deer right in front of me. And they all kind of eventually work their way to my backside, which would be they're working west to east. They kind of all filter through. And I, I mean, I could have shot some of those doe, but I didn't want to screw around with really anything doing that. And Right about the time, I'm like, it's it's closing time. Time to, you know, start closing up shop. There's no deer in front of me now. I kind of start putting some stuff away in the backpack. I look up and I see one brown spot in the field. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I pick up the binos and I hit it. And I see its head pick up. I'm like, oh, I think that's a shooter. I think. It turns its head and I'm like, oh, I think that's the big six. Now, we throw around the term, the big six a lot. I think everyone has a big six. This big six really isn't a six. It's an eight, but like one side is like, has three on it with like a split brow that could very easily, if you just looked at a profile said, Hey, there's only six points there. And the other side was a standard eight and it was rack wise. It wasn't a super tanker, but body wise, this was no two-year-old. So I, I I identified it as that deer. And then it turns its head, and I'm like, man, I see eight. I see four on the... Uh, 
I don't know. I just I, I'm now torn between do I wait because he's probably going to follow the path of all those other deer, but I'm already running out of daylight. And I'm like, well, I have 10 power binos, but I have a 15 power rifle scope. Well, let me just go ahead and get this rifle set up and, and scope it and, and, you know, be responsible on, you know, knowing my target. And, um, you know, we had a south wind that day. It was strong. I get the gun out the window, you know, I get the scope, I get everything set up and I'm looking. And I just remember seeing it's left side G2. I'm like, that's a big, I'm like, I don't know this deer. And I'm like, what am I doing? So I just put it on where I wanted to shoot and I pulled the trigger, like autopilot style. And I'm like, boom. And I'm, you know, looking through the scope and I'm like, I see him kind of trot, trot away, a, a, not that far. And he turns broadside again. And I'm like, did I just miss? Like, you know, and I'm, I don't know his distance. I, I, I don't. It kind of, everything happens so quick. I'm like, I can't believe, I just, what am I doing? He's standing there. So I rack another shell in and I get back on him. And all of a sudden I see his back end drop, his front end drop, and he's gone. And I'm like, and you're blinking. It's, it's, it's twilight. You know, it's, it's getting to where, you know, just like, oh, what the heck? Oh, I, I think I saw him fall. I know I saw him fall, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. And I'm all confused and stuff. So, um, I'm like, wow, did this really happen? So, you know, I climb down and I start walking across this field. And I get like a good distance away from the blind. And I look back and I'm like, and now it's like kind of flashlight time. You know, by the time I got crap packed away and stuff, I'm like, I don't even know where this deer was at when I shot. And I'm standing in the middle of this field. And this field, like I said, had 10 acre food plot, but this field's like probably close to 30 acres. And I feel like an idiot. I'm standing in the middle of a field with a flashlight, looking for a deer that I think fell that may not have fell. I don't even know what deer it is. I'm like, I don't know where this thing is. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And, uh, what a crazy feeling it, it is. You, you feel a little helpless and you know, th- there was, there was a tool that I had. I am not going to talk about it, uh, exactly what it is. I, uh, the tool was able, I, I didn't use it all the way until I got to where I thought the deer was at. And I look around and, um, I was getting a little nervous. I'm like, I think I biffed this deer. I think I, I messed up big time. And, this uh this unit that I have, it actually picked it up and I'm like, cool. I walked over to it and I'm like, I can't believe I killed it. like I had myself convinced I missed. Even though I saw it fall in my scope. Just just how it overall all this reacted and stuff like that. And I was about to walk away so I could go back and get the four wheeler and all this stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. I need to drop a pin on Onyx because I might not find this thing. As dumb as it sounds even though this was a food plot, it was almost impossible to find it with a flashlight. Like it, it, I, it's just how flat a deer can lay when it's like not alive. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's why it's nice. (laughs) Nice to shoot in the morning. That, that shoots at last light, which you do mostly with your bow. Right. Gosh, it's all. Yeah. You see deer pictures and it's people in the pitch black. Yeah, but most all your bow kills. I mean, some guys have good morning spots, but we did it with my daughter's deer. We're, you know, we're on a blood trip. I, meanwhile, I saw it, so I walked over. I said, he ran in right here. 
blood. There's blood everywhere. She made a perfect shot. And we go up, we go up, and actually there was like a driveway off to our right. There's a house that's up in there. And uh, there was a car started coming up that drive. So, you know, Denny was like, just, you know, turn the flashlights off for a minute. So we turned it off till they got in there because we're walking around with flashlights in the middle of, you know, seven o'clock at night. And we kind of walked out a little further. We're shining the light and we're sort of looking for the body. I said, this is where I thought it went down. And I was like, Kara, go back and, and see where the blood ended. So we go back. I sort of just was looking and she's and meanwhile, when we're standing there, she, she goes back and is like, oh, it's right here. I said, oh, you find the blood. She said, no, the deer is right here. You know, and we were standing 10 feet from it, you know, and but it's dark. And it's easy to it's do. It's easy to do. Yeah. We, remember, we, we had a hard time finding yours with a rifle that one time. Right. That 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 was, yeah, that was 2018. Yeah, and it was like, I, I know he was right here. and You know, you can be off by a couple. Of, you'd already seen it laying there, but. Right. Yeah. 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 They disappear uh, in front of your face. Yes. Live or dead. Right. And sometimes we're going to talk about, you know, what to do if you are afraid they're going to get away from you here. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm foreshadowing a bit, but. Um, <laughs> The uh, so, anyways, I'm gonna kind of start cutting my my story short on this. The uh, I I used Onyx. I went from my stand to where the you know where where I think I shot it. You know, I when I say it turned and kind of did like a Yui, I don't know. Did it go three feet? Did it go ten yards? I don't know. But where the deer laid was like 185 yards, give or take, from where I shot it, and uh, that is, I'm gonna say with great confidence, my furthest confirmed. Like something measured deer kill ever. Yeah, I've I've I just I'm never in situations to take that far of a shot. And yeah, uh, for, for hunting, it's out there because if you can't usually see that far. Right, and and when you go 185 hunting. yards from a stand and you really don't like when I was standing there the first time before I went back and, and rearranged some stuff, um, mm. I I was looking. I'm like, I know what window I shot it out of. And I was gauging that. I'm like, I have no landmark that I'm familiar with to line up where this deer was. Yeah. And, um, but anyways, it was, uh, it was not the deer that I thought I identified it as. It was actually, so, um, I, I had three deer that, that I named the big six splits and goofy. I shot goofy. Goofy was goofy because his main beams wrapped around so tight that, they literally cross in the front. So oh, neat. yeah, it's, it's kind of neat. And he had a busted up right side. Like he busted off his three, he busted off his brow tine and, uh, but nice, good deer. I, I was able, you know, I skinned it out and, you know, did everything I needed to do to be legal, get it in the state. And, um, uh, I pulled the jaw from it and it has the same jaw wear like it looks very much like can opener so i will be sending off we have a group uh like couple people throwing in their those that like front bottom tooth that they'll go and do that like how they age bears i i cenomite i i'm going to mess up the pronunciation cementite it's like a rings that they'll go and count the rings and it's mm-hmm. it's not that much money you know you get a whole bunch of people together it's fairly cheap. I'm, I'm curious if it lines up to what I think the deer's age is. So mm-hmm. anyways, something neat. To so you, kind did. Of... you broke it all down to get it across the border, even though you're, I mean, I, I know, I know every, every, the states have to have laws about this, but 
it, it seems so silly. You're hunting close enough. If if, if, if a deer got a wild burr up his butt, he could go into PA. Yeah, you can so, shoot into PA. And and there, there's <laughs> it's like across this imaginary line. But I understand what they're doing. You know, I, I am. I, I don't want to. I don't want to have some stupid thing. Yeah. So you you break yeah. it down and you do what you got to do. And yeah. You know, and and it's. It, some of those laws are really ridiculous too. Uh, you have to dig to figure out what the law is. Some, especially as a new, new uh, hunter up there. Yeah, th- well, there's it, some crazy it, stuff that that doesn't make sense to me because I'm used to reading a book a different way. Because mm-hmm. yeah, a, a Pennsylvania book, you're used All to doing they, that. So record. They're changing every day. You realize, Andy, this is the first year that orange was required during rifle season. Yeah, and that, and I, I read that, and it was like somewhat adopted like in the summer so like yeah. in new in new york right new york in new york yeah, yeah. You've not had and it's, the, that kind of sounds crazy to me it does sound crazy to me <laughs> i was like everybody i see has orange on but you know it was not a law you know well and then here's so, the here's the other thing was um they also changed the law at the same time with the orange for the hunting hours it yes. used to be sunrise sunset so Prior to this year, me shooting that deer would have been illegal. Oh yeah, because it was after sunset. Now, granted, I had cloud cover and some whole bunch of other things that kind of would make it dark. But you know, I I wasn't no spotlight shooting this deer. But it, you know, there was a pressing of time that I'm like, I don't think this deer is going to make it to a nice ninety yard shot where I know he's going to end up. And mm-hmm. but yeah, there's just a whole just it is weird looking at a whole another state's regulations. And trying to be familiar with it. Um, yeah. But I yeah. will say New York State has a very good app on their phone. Pennsylvania's app is is decent. New York has a better one. And uh, I, if I keep both of them on my phone. This is the first year I did this. Any questions that you have about anything? What's in season? What time is shooting like? This and that. Any of this. Boom. It's right there on your phone. And it's quick. You know, mm-hmm. both of them are really nice. So having that there, you can report your harvests. I highly recommend that if your state has it to, you know, at least try it and look at it. Cause boom, 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 couple clicks, it's done. And you're like, yeah, you're on your uh, way. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania just started doing that with their, uh, to, with their license. And, and it applies to fishing licenses as well. Um, that app, you can go online and purchase your license now. Yes, and there's some tags that you can print off. There are some tags you have to have mailed to you. Exactly. Yeah. Supposedly, they're going to go paperless next year. I, 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 would, I would be like, all for I would, I, would, I would like that. I would like that a lot. Yeah. Um, and, to have at least both options. You know, yeah. There's some people that are, you know, older generations are used to the, you know, the uh, just repetitiveness of going to the store, uh, mailing in for a doe tag uh, in the pink piece of paper. Um, but like, it would just be so much easier. Boom. It was just, okay, so, I got it. So here's something crazy along those lines. Like this is like you cross an imaginary line from Pennsylvania to New York in Pennsylvania. They stress you do not move the animal, a, a tagged an, you know, an animal that needs to be tagged, bear, turkeys, deer. You do not move that animal till that tag is affixed to them. Like 
and you just look at all the Facebook game wardens. Oh, you took a picture of that deer. There's not a tag in it. I picked up the head for a photo, you know, and, and, and it's just people being. Da, 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 da. Um, yeah, if anybody's used to that, it's it's the musky industry. Right? Yeah, no, it's it's there's the same thing, maybe even more, maybe even more in hunting. It's 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 insane. So, anyways, in PA, you have to have the animal tagged prior to moving it. However, in PA recently, I'm, I say recently, I, I'm five to ten years. You no longer have to display your hunting license on the back of your coat or whatever. But you have to immediately tag the animal. You cross an imaginary line. They're like, yeah, just get around to tagging it in New York. Just get around to tagging it. You know, it doesn't have to be in the field, but just make sure you do it. By the way, you still need to display your license on the back of your coat. It's like, what the heck? You got the opposites just crossing yeah. a line. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just got to play by the rules. And you know, so, but, you know, my wallet, I put my PA license and all the crap that I need for New York in my license, uh, in my wallet. And now that, you know, we paid the $3 or whatever it was for a mentored license for my daughter, $3 for the mentored license for my boy, my wallet looks like I'm a rich man. It is so thick. <laughs> so it's just a lot of carrying crap around. So if I if I can just have it digitally on my phone, I would love to have that. And if you have to have a you know some some tags with you, that's fine. I, I, I would I would gladly be able to carry, you know, here's my buck tag, my doe tag, my bear tag kind of thing. But anyways, we're we're going really long winded here. Um kind of moving on. So there that I shot my second buck. And now we get to, we go through Thanksgiving. Now we have the opener of rifle season. And Todd, I know, Todd and Vance both have stories about this. So one of you pick pick something and go. Yeah, I, uh, I went out for the opening day of Buck. I sat uh, in a stand that Andy assigned me at his... Uh, this was, yeah, this was behind my parents' house. There's 30 acres behind the house. It was not the uh, the property with the new regulations being handed down from landowners. Um, so, so first time, first time getting there. Uh, plotted it all out the night before. I was gonna say you you've never been back there, have you? No. This was the first time you going to my parents' house ever. Yes, yes, it was, and. Uh, so it's dark. Of course, it was. It started to snow pretty heavily um, that morning. Um, so I park, get dressed, dressed up, and uh, I walk in. Now the, the stand is unique. Um, it's it's tall. It's high up in the air. Um, there's a unique way to get into the stand, uh, and it's placed in a legit funnel. Um, like if if you want to like when he says legit funnel, we're talking like if you dump water, it's funneling through this. It is yes. a funnel, funnel like by the <laughs> by the Webster's definition, funnel. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a funnel, and um, again, it's high. So I, I get up to the stand. There's a rope hanging down. I secure my rifle to that rope, and I start climbing up. Uh, into the stand. I have my backpack on. I have a heater with me. 
Uh, so, so I have everything. Now, the way you enter this stand is through the floor. Um, this isn't a walk up the ladder and open a door kind of thing. You are uh, opening up a hatch and climbing straight up into it, kind, kind of like an attic, if you will. Um, leaving a submarine. Leaving a submarine, yes. Uh, something like that. And uh, it's not that big of a hole. Or a square, if if you will. Uh, Two it, foot it square. Might be tw- so it's 24 by 24. Your backpack doesn't fit through it. Um, you just don't all of a sudden appear into it. So you're climbing up, and I'm, like, standing on this thing. It's, uh, you know, there's snow. It's slippy. Um, and I got this backpack on. I'm like, okay, how am I going to get into this thing? I was like, all right, I'm going to throw this heater in there while trying to be quiet uh and there was a lock on it by the way so mm-hmm. i have so i have like three fingers on this heater and the other one free and i undo the lock i open it up and i'm like damn i fall i'm not gonna die but it's gonna hurt really bad <laughs> um so i put the heater up in there make a nice noise um that you could hear and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up in there. And I go, and I, I'm hitting resistance. I'm like, Ugh, dang it. And it's my backpack. So I have to sling that off me and throw that up in there. That also hits the heater, makes a nice noise. And this ladder I, is absolutely 90 degrees vertical. There is no lean mm-hmm. to it. It is straight mm-hmm. up. So go ahead. Yeah. And at that point, you know, you think safety over sound. Um always and i was just like well i just i have to get this in here i'm out of extremities to lean on and and use for me to stay on this ladder and so i get up in there i put both palms on the floor once i open up the hatch and i just kind of push myself up into it and slide my butt back now i'm sitting like a chair and then i spin like a top you know, 180 degrees, close the hatch, and now I'm sitting on the floor, and I'm like, huh, I'm in. Okay. So I lock it up. Yeah. I, I lock it up. I get some things situated. I open up the windows. I pull up the rifle, and it's still nice and dark out, and, uh, you know, I'm ready to hunt. And uh, that was probably the most difficult part of the day. Uh, and then you think about it, and I'm like, Okay, I'm up in here. It's over. We're good. And then you start thinking, I'm like, oh my god, I got to get out of this thing. You know, at the end of the day, what a, what's the best strategy? Um, but I sat through the day, um, and like I said, it was a legit funnel, uh, so I didn't see much to start. Uh, the The movement really didn't start until twelve noon. And I think Andy was having the same experience in. Uh, it was not a, a great day, pro- you know, in a distance property. So I think I, I, at noon I saw three come in, like sh- straight in front of me, boom, 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 and they were moving. They were not slow, and I was like, "Wow, those deer came in extremely fast!" And I just caught them. Um, you kind of have to be concentrating when you're in a funnel uh, it, you know they're not there to stay they're there to get from yeah. one side to the other 
So I had my gun on me the whole time. I'm like, dang, those things are moving fast. I was like, I got to be ready. So you hold your, your gun the whole day and you're paying attention like crazy because they're, they're coming through there fast. It's not like, oh, there he is in the opening. He's moving. There's my shooting area. Boom. It's they're coming in, moving, and they're not, they're probably not going to come back. So, uh, that, that happened to me for the rest of the day. Um, I, uh, I'm sitting there. I don't see anything. And then all of a sudden, um, about like eight of them just appear off this, uh, what Andy calls a, a four wheeler trail. And at this point that was off to my left. Um, so I'm like, Oh dang, there's, I was like, there's eight of them. There has to be a buck in there. And I think that's what it was. Yeah. The, the first three that came through, the one was a, was a four point. So every day, every day, de- the deer that I saw those days had a buck with them. Um, so I'm like, okay, there's eight, eight bodies I'm seeing moving fast. I'm going to get ready. And there's does, there's a big doe. There's two bucks with them. Um, and the one buck is, borderline legal in Pennsylvania three up and I had the safety off on it. I'm looking at him like, dang it. I, he had this one little nub on him off of his right main beam. that was so close to an inch, and, but I, I wasn't confident with it. I had him once and I had the safety off. I was like, wait, and then he's moving left to right on me and I'm pulling the rifle around. I'm tra- tracking, I'm tracking, I'm looking at that, looking back at the vitals, looking at his, main beam looking back at the vitals and I'm like, it's not, it's not an inch. I can't do it. I can't pull that trigger. And I sat there and I didn't see another deer for the rest of the day. And I kind of kicked myself about it. I wanted to shoot it. Um, but I think I made the right decision in not doing it. Um, I, I do not believe it was an inch. It was extremely close. So after that, I, I went home, Vance told me, describe the deer. I looked through some previous trail camera photos. I sent him two, maybe three different deer. He identified the one. I found a couple more photos of that deer. I'm I'm going to say if you wanted to go letter of the law, you made you made a, a, a wise choice on not shooting that deer. Because to me, and, and there's absolutely no way that I could know this unless it was in front of me, that was like a 7 8 inch long point like i'm like i'm not gonna tell you i'm not gonna tell you that's an inch but you know i think just like a 49 and three quarter inch muskie if you Mm -hmm. were to shoot shoot that deer you just be like yeah it was an inch you just you would just take the gimme on i'm just gonna i'm just gonna round that one up it's it, it was it was the right call but i think that you had enough there if you wanted to make the case you could I know, but and I, I just didn't, you know, you're on somebody else's property. You don't want to do the things like that. So it just all, you, you, I made it, I made it, I made peace with it. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't be kicking yourself over that thing at all. But what, what I'm well, getting at here is. And the, the hunting seasons now, like I'm not, I'm not choosy at all. I spend maybe three, four days in the woods all year long. And now I have a baby at home. You want to just kind of get in and get the hell out. And now that I'm feeding my dogs deer, uh, you, you, you just kind of, you want to 
get your deer and, and roll with it. I'll get some dough. You know, that's that's kind of a gimme sometimes. But, uh, you know, a buck is a bonus. And so having an, an experience like that, it's really exciting. It's something you're waiting for the whole time. You don't really uh, know how much fun it is until you're standing there and, and going through these experiences. And, um, you know, I, I, I passed on it. Yeah, legal-wise, made the right call. Probably could have got away with it, but uh, I'm I'm good with it. It was fun. It, it was a lo- it was a really fun hunt. And by how to get how I got out of that thing, that was the next thing. I was like, dang it, it's twilight. I got to get out of here. You know, I I, I I wish I shot that deer, but whatever. Um, I ended up just dropping my backpack out of the <laughs> out of the stand. That was a good call. And holding on to the heater. And I put the gun back on the rope. And I just dropped the backpack and said, to hell with it. Smart move. This will sound, yeah. Safety over sound. I mean, yeah, the, the other out. option would have been just make two trips, but. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why take the extra 30 seconds when I can just <laughs> heave ho it? <laughs> It's a it's a pretty intimidating stand to climb through that I can tell you. But, I yeah, shot so my first deer out of that stand. I think I saw it written on there. There was a couple of little memoirs written on in the inside. Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. No, Andy. Well, the first one was I, a buck. I shot a four point out of it opening buck. day. Okay. I, I see a lot of stands. I was on up some. I was looking at ground flying and stands and stuff on one of those Facebook groups uh, from all over the country, and I see a lot of them are made like that. I guess yeah. so you don't have a platform and you don't have to have a door. That mm-hmm. uh, you, I mean, you can build something you shoot out of the door, but normally the door is a blank spot. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. If you get a window and a door, but I was wondering why. Is that why? Just so you. I mean, cause we, we built that. No, it was 1996 I shot my first deer. I think it was. Something like that. But we built that stand. It, it's an enclosure. It's, I think, 14 feet to the to the platform. And um, we built that on its side, on a hay wagon. So that whole thing was built sideways. And we hauled it back there. Pulling, pulling that hay wagon on with the little tractor. My grandfather, who's, you know, our neighbor, he had a crawler loader with a winch on the back of it. And he used the winch to winch it off the hay wagon until the two feet hit the ground. And then mm-hmm. we controlled with ropes and stuff on it, winching it to stand it straight vertical. And that was like... How are we going to get into this thing? Well, we're building this thing on its side. It's really easy to put a ladder right up it. And yep. you just put a hole in the floor rather than mm-hmm. a, a door through the wall. Mm-hmm. And th- other than that, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot. You know, I was in seventh grade. There wasn't a whole lot of, like, ideas and life experience to tell you how, how do you get in these things. And that was one way, and that's the way we went. Nice. Yeah, it's it. We haven't built another one like that, but it 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 works. So it works for sure. 
So then, Todd, how was your first day? First day was was uh, quick and easy for me. Uh, move, move, I went up uh, maybe a month before season there. I moved my – I've had my stand in the same tree up there, just a ladder stand since like 2007. Now, I'm, I was on my second – I've changed the stand out over time, but how many years? That's a lot. That's whatever, 14, 13 years or something. And I uh, – as time goes on, they, they, there's some things changed. They logged up on the hill above me, and you know I, I shot a couple of my bucks like 100 and some yards up through the woods, up on towards the top of the hill. And since they logged, it's I mean there, there's no you I you can't even see anything up there. It's just so uh, the last few years, I keep seeing these deer uh, sort of the way I'm facing. I'm going to say below me down the hill further, which sometimes I can get a shot. There's some deer that get in there and I don't too thick. So I've been debating on moving a stand. I've had the tree picked out for 10 years and uh, I, I, I moved the stand. So I, I go over there and I cut the, you know, I, I trimmed a few little branches off the beach brush and moved. I'm, when I say I moved it, I mean, I moved it maybe, I'm going to say I'm 60 yards, 60 to 70 yards from where the other stand was but I moved down the hill further so I can see down and I can still see up to where they logged, you know, now I've made that a long shot, but you know, whatever, you, you can't see it all, but uh, yeah, moved to stand, got up in there, whatever. I didn't see a darn, darn thing till about seven thirty. <laughs> so, and uh, so seven thirty uh, in the morning, obviously. Yeah. Seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I was in there for like a half hour, 45 minutes and I saw a doe coming across the hillside and uh, also, I when I took my when I put my new stand up, I took the old one down. Went up, took the old one down, and we moved it to another spot. And when I took it down, I, I said the easiest way to get out of here. I'm with my brother. I said, Just go up here and cut down through there. And, and as we did it, I was like, this is the biggest deer trail I've seen in ages around here because it's just woods, you know. Mm-hmm. And the trail's like 30 yards above my stand, the stand I took down. You right. Know? And sure enough, <laughs> sure enough. I look up and here comes a doe just walking on her own. Nobody chased these deer. There was a doe and then it was a buck and another buck behind them. And they were right on that trail. I mean, you're talking like a crossbow archery shot out of my old stand. And uh, they go through. I'm trying to see if the one's legal. Might have been, might not have been. It was, a, it was a small rack, but he had some goofy things going on. The other one was just a straight six point, not legal. And they go through. And then I look up to where they logged. Obviously, the stove was in heat because I see this deer come jogging down over the hill, stops, put his head up, head, head up in the air. And like I said, he's standing like I had to shoot through. I probably wouldn't have been able to shoot this deer if my stand was there because I would have probably hit the stand. I mean, it's it's above my, you know, it's it's right there. But uh, Oh, from, yeah, from where you're at, you would have had to shoot through the metal. It would have been directly metal, straight in line. The ladder rungs, yeah. I mean, the deer was right at that stand. But I, I, you know, complicated by moving down to where I did for where those deer were because it was, you know, I had one opening. And I'm I'm like Vance. I mean, I knew I was going to get to hunt some, but I got my dad's in town for hunting and everything. And, you know, we got, we're going to shoot some does. And I, hunt, I hunted in New York a few days. I saw some small bucks and stuff. I did not get a buck up there. And I was like, I don't know. I got up that morning. I said, I'm shooting the first legal buck I see. I'm not waiting right now. Uh, I had it with my daughter a good bit too. And, you know, we got all that out of the way. And 
Yeah, he when he put his head up in the air, I saw sounds a lot like Vance's buck. It was a seven point. <laughs> I saw the one side. There's four. He's legal. I shot. He ran fifty yards, fell over, and I was done at seven thirty. Uh, went up, took, brought the deer home, skinned it, went back because I got a message. My brother was hunting with his uh, girlfriend there too, and uh, she shot a nice six point without brow tines. You know, it's just a it had them all standing. It just didn't have any brows. Yep. So I back and I messaged them, where are you at with your deer? I'll bring the cart. And so I'm, I'm back there. I'm at home at breakfast and did all. <laughs> and uh, they're like, where's your deer? I said, oh, I have. It's already, already skinned and nice to skin them when they're warm. So got the other one out of there. So we had a nice day. We had four guys hunting and uh, two, 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 two bucks. Nice. So, out of like the bucks. same area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We're, they're probably three hundred yards from me. Okay. They're watching a whole valley. I mean, it's it's big woods there where I hunt. Uh, you know, it's like the Slippery Rock Gorge. It, it's they're a ways away, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't hear that they they must have shot when I was. She shot at like nine o'clock, I think. I was probably already, I heard a shot when I was loading my truck into the car, into the back of, loading the buck in the back of my truck. And I thought it could have been them. And I get, I don't have any service once I get down the hill and I got to the top of the hill and I got a message that Michelle had got one. So I assumed that was them that shot, but we had a lot of deer around. There was a lot of, a lot of, uh, I mean, I didn't obviously sit that long, but man, that, that we had coyotes everywhere this year where I gutted my deer. I mean, that, that next morning it snowed. If you go doe hunt, I went with my dad. There was a good snow on the ground. And my gosh, there was coyote tracks everywhere. And then we didn't see very, very many deer the rest of the week down there, I'll tell you. Hmm. Coyote, soft. And I never got to, sh- I didn't get a shot at one, but I was trying to. <laughs> when you're not used to seeing coyotes, it is a strange thing when you see a coyote. Yeah. You was like, what's a dog doing out here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, the one, I saw them two times, and I did not have my gun with me. Like, when I was shot my buck, I, I ran into one coming off the hill. But I was doing little – I walk my gun and my jacket and half my clothes. I walk them 100 yards off the trail, then I go back and get the deer. Then I walk that back up, you know, just the shuttle. Right. And it happened to come through there, and my dad saw a couple, lots of tracks. Uh, yeah, so that, that that that's a good day for us on, like, public land, you know, too. Two out of four to get bucks. And she and Michelle saw four bucks. I saw the three. My brother saw some bucks, small. But uh, everybody got some action. Good. So I, I kind of did jump over your, your, you know, was there anything good that, did you take out the crossbow at all in PA or anything in New York? I don't want to get too far ahead. No, I didn't take it out in New York. I didn't, I, I did PA, uh, yeah, I went out a few times in PA. It's crossbow. I had some very close encounters. Saw some. I saw lots of bucks in PA. Just small bucks, you know. Mm-hmm. That's another reason I I was not going to be picky. You know, I'd seen a bunch of bucks down there where we were hunting between the days. It was turkey hunting and crossbow hunting. I saw one nice buck, but I was like, man, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of little ones. I don't know if I'm going to wait this out or not. And, Usually when that happens, I see a big one at one point during the season, but that did not happen last year. I still hunted a good bit because I had doe tag hunting with my father, and I did not see anything bigger than the one I got. 
12 inch wide seven point not a big deer but uh big enough for me nice and then i know you said real quickly new york didn't show you know you know didn't prove anything out was there any good stories i saw some nice uh i I saw a lot you know i saw a good many deer nothing real uh, nothing real crazy we were we were the craziest thing was we were doing a drive the one day and uh after after the first couple days we have a group of like eight guys and we do some drives and i've done it hundreds of times we were all like finishing the drive and out of that this a deer came well, i mean it was it was a bad situation you know <laughs> a nice sized buck came back up it like we were had nothing to do with the drive it came in the back way like you know people everywhere uh, got right through everybody there were some shots fired uh i mean I, if no one was there i could have unloaded my gun you know mm-hmm. i took I took one I, I did take a shot at it and i know i shot right over his back and ejected the shell and you know i could not take another shot because there were just people everywhere and uh it got right it got right in, it got it got in between us and it was just, it was kind of scary when you had seven eight guys around and it was if we were just sort of getting back together to organize the next little push and uh like i said i've done it many many times i never ever felt scared but that could have been bad <laughs> oh yeah if, if it's fun. if it's the center of a hub and there's everyone mm-hmm. around with rifles <laughs> like yeah. it's not there's crossfire oh yeah and I, I took that i took the shot at that deer and i ejected the shell and i got it back on him and like I did, th- there, there were some guys coming up from down over the hill, and I, I literally, when I was getting ready to squeeze, I saw orange in the scope and put the gun down, and it scared the crap out of me, you know? <laughs> yeah, you don't need that. Yeah, you know. But it was close. It ended up, it was it, it was probably 50 yards from me. It was a pretty nice buck. It was like a nice eight point. But uh, I saw some little, I saw a little spike, saw some stuff. So I saw a good many deer, nothing to, nothing to get, though. I mean, that's still, I mean, other than the fact seeing orange in the scope and you're, you're like about to, you know, touch one off. Uh, I mean, yeah. that, that is a big flurry of adrenaline and excitement having something like that happening. Oh yeah. 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 And it got all the way through the crowd and it was up on top of the hill and it was coming around there and I, I pulled the gun up again <laughs> and that, the, the, the one kid was coming in. It's like the way he was coming. I thought he was in group already. And he wasn't because I, once again, I saw him and I was like, I'm done. And I just put the gun down. We watched, we watched him. Y'all got a sight. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, that was it, man. Nice. And that kind of takes us to the doe day. Doe day. Which we should start relay, you know, naming it instead of the doe day, the slow day. Slow day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. <laughs> We we hope for like that early, early kills and you know a lot of you know good times and not trying to be stealthy. It, uh, I a lot of the details escape me now, but it was like all the deer that Vance and I saw in that morning, they were carrying the mail. They were just, oh there they are. They're, you know, uh, a, a run. They're yeah. They're jogging over here. Oh, we saw a quick flash over here. We saw this. You know, I think we saw, I know, I guaranteed we saw that one buck. I don't know if it was legal or not. It was on the neighbors, not really having any shot. 
we did have a I'm trying to remember exactly how that played out. We did have a close encounter with a with a Doe family. Um, early on. Early on, and it was it was a decision like it's like, man, I don't know how big that deer is. We're trying to be halfway choosy, but you know, it's it's not a perfect science and stuff happens and you know, whatever it is, it is what it is. But you know, we did find out that, you know, we did hear a gunshot right where the neighbor was last time setting up a ground blind on our, our, like one of the main trails that feed the stand this, you know, that morning I heard a zipper going and I'm like, dang it, they're there. And there was a shot that, that rung out from there. And, you know, I, I was, I don't know what they actually shot. I'm just going to assume it was a doe. Um, but just overall the, it was, it was a very slow, steady for Vance and I, um, there was, you know, that was, you know, there was still fun to be had as I, uh, I didn't want to say anything. I did notice this, but Vance brought up the topic that he was rocking a brand new out hunting outfit. And can, can you, can you tell me when you bought that hunting outfit again? Uh, the day before rifle season. <laughs> so you, you had it a solid eight days and can you tell yeah. me why you needed to buy this new hunting outfit? Uh, because I had set my other ones on fire with the buddy heater <laughs> last season, <laughs> like the whole pant leg. <laughs> I was looking, I'm like, man, I don't remember seeing that one. And you're like, I got these new just last week. I'm like, Oh, I caught my leg on fire. <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> yeah, I ruined that suit. It was real cold, and I was feeling good. And then I looked down, and, and you started feeling a draft. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, this one's bad. This isn't just a pad out thing. <laughs> this is stop, drop, and roll." Kind of, yes, yeah. But you know that we did not get to be the first ones to pull the trigger. Todd, Todd, you you guys struck first. Dad got to shoot first had him on the gun we saw we were seeing here that weren't running but they were i don't know maybe the first four we saw they were all all box smaller box and uh we had a couple chances and uh i'll tell you i know my dad doesn't listen but i'm gonna even if he does it's dad's now in his late late 70s and it it, it's a it it, it's getting a lot like hunting with I, i was a little frustrated uh it, it, it's getting a lot like hunting with a kid. Now, there were a lot of bucks around, you know. Andy had dropped some trees in front of the stand, and these deer were coming up to those trees, and they were just skirting it. There was one little window there. And, uh, I, you know, I, I would say, Dad, they're right there. Or, don't, don't shoot. That's a buck. The next one comes in. That's a big doe. Shoot. They're in there for five seconds, and it's gone. I'm like, Dad, you've got to shoot when they step there, because then they're gone. They're on the other day. We don't see them again. Uh and that happened two or three times. Finally, we got one in there, and Dad took the shot, and the deer jumped and went behind a hemlock tree, and we had a clean we had a clean miss. A deer went up over the hill, and we didn't get it. And this is after a few other opportunities. And uh, he said, "Why don't you go?" I said, "Okay, that's I'll, l- 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 give me a turn." So <laughs> it, I didn't. Uh, not shoot a big doe. I shot a little doe, but it wasn't a doe. And my gosh, when, when did we shoot? It was probably 
I want to think it was like 11-ish, give or take. It was late in the day. Middle day. It was, it was towards the middle of the day. I mean, like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like cranking. I mean, towards the end, if, if you, the day was, like I said, like a slow trickle. We ended mm-hmm. up seeing a good number of deer, like total. But when you spread it out, there was long times in between a deer. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, so you got yours and then. Oh, what was it? Vance, you want to tell the story of yours coming in? Like, and it wasn't that much further, you know, longer. Uh, was this? This was after lunch. Ki- I know that for a fact. Is this the kill? This was your kill. Yeah. Unless there's something yeah. I'm, I'm forgetting. No, we had a couple like run in and they, they were small, but they were, they were moving fast. And Andy and I were sitting, we ended up oh, actually, yes. we had a horrible, horrible wind. And, um, we ended up just saying, screw it let's put the windows in and uh we did do that it the wind picked up in the middle of the day and it was getting a bit cold but as soon as we put the windows in we started seeing more deer i don't think it was because we were i think it was coincidental it was coincidental yeah and uh so now you have all these windows in and they're uh, they're tinted and you know so Sometimes it looks like it's polarizing the woods. Sometimes it's a little bit difficult uh, to to see things, but uh, you have to pick and choose, you know, rather to be. Uh, you do you know, want the wind, wind cutting the through you or, you or want... your visibility yeah. cut down a bit? Right. So we just put the windows in, decided to do that, and we're sitting there talking and, you know, just fibbing about how good the day is. And then. Andy's like, there's a deer. Or did I say there's a deer? Well, it depends on which deer you're talking about. The deer that you ended up shooting at, I spotted first. Yeah, that one. Okay, so, yeah, I'm like, well, there's a deer. And immediately, you, like, get your gun and stuff, and you get on, you're like, oh, it's a button buck. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And (laughs) you're watching this thing like a hawk. This thing came out the 6 o'clock window, 100... Call it where it's going to go. Well, right. You're watching it, and it, and it feeds parallel to us heading south to north. And it, it goes up, and you're like, oh, it's in that cutting that you did. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. I'm still looking around. And you're like, I can see it. It's coming. You know, you didn't use the term, but it was coming to what I call the crossroads. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. You're like, it's up on top of Gobbler's Knob. And like all of a sudden, it turns into we were doing, like, this fire drill with the windows, this wasn't the mm-hmm. first time we did fire drill with windows. So it would be the deer's over here. I'm pulling windows out. Vance is getting the gun in. It goes, it, you know, whatever. As the deer travels, it's you can't no longer. We're like, we're get... like twisting, twisting along. Like I put the gun up 180, rolling off your back. You're to the next window. It was very tactical. It was fun. I was, I was opening and closing windows. I needed to open the window prior to Vance needing that window. And then I was closing windows as, you know, as I was not needed for the window opening. Mm-hmm. So we kind of did that a little bit. And the deer got up on top of what we call Gobbler's Knob. This is where we shot our doe last year, like bang, bang. This It's, mm-hmm. it's this kind of out of place, I'm going to probably say 30-foot elevation, just like this half-dome boom, right there in the woods. And it, it got up there. And, you know, with 
you know, minutes had passed since Vance said this was a button buck. <laughs> and he's on it, and we're treating as if it's a doe. And next thing you know, kapowie. <laughs> <laughs> and we watch it, and it, like, runs down off a gobbler's knob and stops at the 9 o'clock window. So he shot it out the 6 o'clock window side. It's at the 9 o'clock. I'm pulling the window out and stuff, and I'm like, because I kind of watch I'm like, I kind of, I kind of saw this red thing, and you're like, you're like, how did I miss? Like he, you verbally said that. Yeah, I could have sworn I shot the thing, and uh, this is the, fir- it was like the first time I sighted in my rifle in six years, and it was on. Like I did this prior to the hunting season. I went and and shot three times. I was like, okay, the thing's shooting perfect. We're good. And I couldn't, be- I was like, what? I was like, did I miss? Because this thing was acting like it was nothing. It, it literally did not do any movement of, of getting hit. Nothing would have told me that, that this deer was injured. So I rip open the 9 o'clock window. And for people that are, like, questioning, we have on our, on these blinds, they're either, like, 6 by 8, they're 8 by 8, 7 by 7. They're somewhere in that thing. Each, squ- each side has between 3 and 5 uh, sections of plexiglass that can slide and be removed. So you can mm-hmm. kind of piano, like kind of like patch these in or, you know, treat them, but removing them completely is nice because then you don't have like a double tint to where you just yeah. can't see through it. So I'm, I'm popping windows out as needed and we just set them on the, set them on the floor quietly. So this deer's heading towards this really nice shooting lane but that shooting lane at the end of it is that trail where the neighbor has the ground blind. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, crap. We just fired, and here comes this deer going this way. The last thing I need is, you know, something like that. And this deer was, like, broadside. And, you know, Vance is kind of getting back on it. And, you know, it's kind of been just through just basic human communication, like, put another into him. Yep. And the deer then turns and starts walking away. And I'm like please don't put it right in the ham. This like <laughs> this thing is walking like nothing's wrong. Well, the deer kind of starts to quarter a little bit more. Like its butt is facing us, but its shoulder, like its right side is on its right side, but it's, it's a fine line. And then Vance, what did you end up doing? I blasted it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I took it down, man. It, we were, we were nervous that it was going to walk on that neighbors. And I mean, these were all like seconds that happened. And there was just kind of that, like, yeah, okay, you have to, we both agreed and, but really didn't say much. And uh, that thing was quartering away. I mean, it's a hard right quarter away. Yeah. And I shot and it like skimmed up the vitals and like went out the neck. And <laughs> I mean, it just dropped right there. I was like, okay. Dead. <laughs> and I'm I'm like, okay, Vance, go take care of it. I'm going to continue to hunt. Because I, at this point, I'm like, okay, I think he earned his wings. He should be able to figure this one out on what to do next. And he's directly in sight. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, it's my turn. I'm up to bat. I'm looking, and, you know, Vance goes down, and you're down there, like, doing some stuff. I'm like, well, that's kind of an awkward movement, this and that. And I see, like, this little hand roll, like, like you knew I was looking, but you weren't looking at me. You're like, get like get down here kind of thing. I'm like, what? I don't know if you got on the phone, but somehow you like get down here. 
I get down there and you like whip the head around. <laughs> There's these little buttons. <laughs> there was. They were like the one. One was like an inch. <laughs> I'll tell you that. What's that? He had, he he would he was rubbing. He was making some butt rubs. Oh, definitely. He he was a big boy for being six months old. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, Todd, you you were able to see, like, because. The, the the butchering of it, would you say it was accurate that that's about as hard of a quarter as you could get, and still have like lethal shot? Yeah, unless you go through the ham. Unless yeah yeah, <laughs> unless you Without go through the ham, that's as extreme yeah. of an angle as you can get. Yeah. I got him. He worked <laughs> and didn't waste, a, didn't ruin a lot of meat, so that's good. And and then the funny thing was was that while you know field dressing the animal there was a shot through the ribs yeah i know i that thing was dead standing it was but it didn't act it so it's like what else do you do yeah you put another one in it i mean at the worst possible time like the last second yeah nothing gets done more than in the last second but yeah so basically you know that was that was that we we cleaned it up and we uh just just how everything was and and whatever right. we ended up again hindsight maybe we would have done this different but we we manually drug this thing out oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was also a bad idea <laughs> that was a bad idea how Andy many goes times did like... you fall twice twice so well, and it was like grab a stick and tie the <laughs> rope to it and and drag it out and i was like okay but like the sticks were soggy and stuff. <laughs> so it's my fault you had poor stick selection <laughs> no, like i grabbed probably like a 16 inch and it was probably like a two inch round stick and yep. i'm pulling it and i get it like 50 yards and it breaks in half and I stumble backwards. I'm like, Jesus. And I'm like right in front of a camera. I'm, I hope it didn't pick it up. I hope it did. And like, yeah, me too. And, uh, I eventually get to where Andy was hunting. Cause he was like, I'm going to walk up here and just see if I can get a quick shot on our way out. We do that. And I, th- did I, f- I fell again, like inside of you. Yeah, but I wasn't seeing you because there actually was a deer in that field. And I was very was content on, like, I want to know what this deer is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, f- I fell twice. And it was because of this. You, you have all that tension. The stick broke. And I just kind of, like, fell backwards. I'm like, Jesus. And it, then Andy came. <laughs> it is humbling how much energy it takes to drag a deer. I I feel like I would have had... I had better leverage, like just by grabbing its leg and pulling it and stuff. But when you do it that way, your hand gets very get... tired. Well, that, but you're going to get like mud in the cavity and blah, blah, blah. So I just continued to do this stick method, even though it failed on me twice. Um, and I fell tripped and, uh, but Andy took it over from there and just kind of like took off. I was like, okay, you want me to do it now? And you're like, no. 
I, I, I was on a mission to prove to myself that I could still do it because yeah. I don't think Vance, you really ever had to drag a deer any 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 sizable distance. No, and no, and it is. If I hadn't told you guys when you said, "What do you want to do?" and I said, "I already drug mine up and skinned it." Yeah. Would you guys were, were was that going to be an option, or were you going to come down with the machine? Well, okay, so so to kind of expand on this more, I'm thinking we have I have a tag, and your dad has a tag. Yeah. Vance is tagged. You're tagged. Okay, let's 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 rip the band-aid off one time and get the machine to get both of these out. It's still daylight. Let you guys work on them and I'll go back out. Maybe your dad shoots, maybe I shoot. And I'm like, I don't want to sit here and have to blow up these trails where we're yeah. watching all these deer, you know, all the millions that were running around. Um <laughs> just I'm like, let's just get out of here. We have to get out of here anyway. Why why go through, come back and go through? And yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I didn't, when we, when I finally got in touch with you, you're like, oh, mine's already all cut up, ready to go. And I'm like, oh, let's get this one to you while you're still there. And yeah, yeah. I just didn't want to blow the woods up because I was hoping to just stack them up or get them all back and like, hey, let's take an hour. Let's cut these things to big muscle groups and, and yeah. kind of follow through this like plan that we had and like plan that I had of just like, Hey, this is going to be a neat thing. And, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm like, well, you already drug yours out this, you know, it's not a full adult deer, but it's also, it was, it could have been easily misidentified as a small year and a half doe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but whatever. And that was kind of like the thing was, let's just get out of here, be quiet and, and and do it that way. So yeah, that yes, what you had done does play did did weigh on to my decision yeah, yeah. to let's just drag this thing out. And uh but it was fun and games, you know, it ended up being Vance hung around with you. You guys, you know, did did you know the like the rough butchering of it. I went out and it was just it was slow. Uh did have an opportunity right at last light. At, at a at a deer that was kind of like on the fence of like similar to, to Vance's and just, you know, I'm like, there's plenty of time left in the season. I'll, I'll just, I'll pass on this. And, uh, cause you and your dad, you guys had enough fun for the day and you guys scooted out whatever, like four thirty or something. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, it, we, we didn't punch all the tags, but you know, it was still, you know, not bad. You got to hang out with my dad a little bit back at the barn Yep. And, um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, that was kind of the doe day. Mm-hmm. One doe was taken. <laughs> one doe was taken, just like old times, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still a lot of fun, though. Yeah, it was. And then, uh, you know, just to kind of wrap everything up to kind of get us up to where this Todd, did you do really any hunting after that? Yeah, I got to do the, uh, was it the Friday before the last day down here to down out of my stand. Okay. Any, in, in, in one evening, in the evening there, Friday night. So I got that tag. So I still have, you can get lots of tags. I still have a tag. I was planning on wanting to go to one with the crossbow out of my blind where my daughter shoots them. But 
that ain't happening right now. So hopefully, no, you ain't dragging a deer in their your condition. I, I yeah, oh yeah, and I, I, I'd have to get back at it back here, and I'd have to ride a, a rascal. Yeah, something. Yeah, I I, there's cover around. I might be able to get back here. I mean, you yeah, you got like another three weeks of hunting left. Oh, it's been raining. I mean, what our season came back in, I don't know, down here, it just rained for two days solid because my one buddy called me the first night there. This is before I messed up my back. He's like, are you going to go? I said, no, I'm not going to go. I'd like to go on a nice snowy evening, you know, or something. Uh, Cause I really don't need another deer. I've had other people bring me some deer. We got lots of deer, but, uh, but I use them, we'll, you know, we'll, 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 uh, we'll use it if I can get out, but I got to, We'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. Then uh, I ended up getting a doe in PA. You know, I might, might filled that tag. You know, nothing. It went out. Um, the the wife and kids, they, they, they got the positive test. So I, I felt fine. I filled that midweek. Then uh, I'm trying to think. Later on towards the end of the week, I got, I filled my DMAP tags up in New York. So there was two more doe. And then uh muzzle loader came in right after that. And they, you're allowed inlines up there. And I filled both my primitive weapon doe tags. <laughs> well, one was an either sex tag and one was a primitive weapon doe tag. So I ended up, I ended up tagging seven deer this year. Nice. So, but yeah, there's, that that's the that's the extent there. Now it's you know changing gears and you know that whole you know holiday season kind of stuff, family stuff. You know, just trying to get back into the normal swing of things. So now we have to make enough dates in two months to last twelve. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I know. We hit our quota, We're going to do the next two to three months and they last until they last. Yeah. So anyways. All right, boys. All right. I'm going to wrap this up here. Uh, big thanks to Fat AZ Musky Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guide, St. Croix Rods, Vicks Marine, Ranger Boats, Aqua Traction, the Musky Max Plus. All right, everyone, uh, have a happy new year, and uh, thanks for listening.